The many problems we have had with our RVs leaking, the ugly side of buying a used or new RV, identifying the signs of an RV leak, ways to avoid damaging a roof that would cause water leaks, removing ugly stains on an RV fabric ceiling, all of that and much more on this week's episode of the Soul RV Podcast. And welcome to episode three of the Soul RV podcast. I am Mark. And I am Angie with Soul RV. In last week's episode two, we answered some of the most common questions about RVs and RV camping, such as what is an RV, what they're used for, the different types of RVs, tips for understanding RV floor plans, and how you can find your perfect RV. We told you that we were going to discuss the leaky roof this week. So let's get right to it. We've had many problems with leaks in our previous RVs. We're going to start today with our truck camper. It was an aluminum roof. It leaked at the seams due to the expansion and contraction of the aluminum and how the corners were joined. That had a putty type of sealant on the corners and on the roof. It was kind of prone to having issues just because aluminum transfers heat so quickly that from summer to winter, it contracted and expanded so much that had a lot of water issues in that one. We didn't keep that one all too long, but we did end up sealing it up. And with the aluminum roof, they make the aluminum coating that you can roll on it. That would help with most of that. But uh, the corners themselves had to be reputtied, and that was always a fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next camper we actually had was our Pace Arrow. It had a metal roof. It leaked at the seams for the same reason with expansion and contraction. It had some pretty bad water leaks after we got it. The first winter, I went out for some reason, was checking on it. I think I was testing a generator to see if it would run and noticed that the front bunk was wet that was a sleeping quarters, which... Didn't really have any way of working on it at the time. Didn't think it was that big of an issue. But what I didn't anticipate was the actual wintertime water expands 9% when freezing. So it's just the constant expansion and freezing and thawing, mm-hmm. freezing and thawing. More and more of the roof on it actually took water on. And with it having a uh, Luon wood in it as, long as, a, as well as a plywood on the roof... It wicked in a lot of water, did a lot of damage, and made us have to replace a six-foot section of the roof as well as the wooden structure that was in the front of it. That was pretty miserable and upsetting because <laughs> it really was just a matter of mm-hmm. prevention and sealing, and that was a new experience for us and mm-hmm. kind of my own fault of why we had the issues with it, honestly. Once we got rid of that, we ended up with our travel trailers, the Sunny Brooks. Uh, the first one was a 98. Um, you may recall them from the past episode that we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Both of those roofs were EPDM rubber roofs. On the 98, I think the only issue we had was a slide-out seal that was mm-hmm. leaking. It just needed to be put back on properly. It right. uh, stuck to the slide-out when it pulled off, so it leaked at the seal. So when we were sitting in a slide-out in the storm, it would drip down in the middle between the couch and the kitchenette that was there. Not a big issue, just had to figure out what it was and was able to do that. 
when we got our 97 Sunnybrook, that entire camper was a little bit rougher shape when we purchased it than what we did with our 97. The 1997 Sunnybrook gave us quite a bit more problems. Mm. The entire camper was in rough shape when we actually bought it, but we did get a really good price on it, so we figured we could put a little bit of money into it and come out ahead. This one is the one that had the dual doors, so we were able to set up a wheelchair lift on one and still have access for everyone to walk in and out of normally with the second door. This one had issues with all kinds of things. The roof itself, when we got it, I cleaned it, conditioned it, used some, uh, I believe it was Dicor products to clean and condition it. Mm-hmm. With that, once I got it all cleaned up, there were still some spotches on the roof. It looked like a mold. What it really was was the EPDM roof comes in white. And the lower base of it is a black rubber, and it was actually seeping through the outer seal from the UV damage and just being out in the sun for so long. Mm-hmm. As well, there was a uh, front skylight that had a bit of a leak in it, and you could see in the lap joint caulking that it was blistering up. Had to redo that. Over time, I'd noticed that the roof itself was starting to split. Um, put some sealant on those areas to try and seal it down. It eventually got worse until we had to actually use a six inch Eterna bond. It's four rubber roofs around that skylight. Now that finally got it sealed off. The other major water issue we had on this was in the front bedroom area. There was a window. RV windows aren't double paned, aren't sealed off completely from the outside. Water's going to get on from running over the edge. Mm-hmm. On this one, our actual really large awning, like a 28-foot awning, ended right over the top of this window in the middle of it. All the water that would come and hit the awning itself would roll down the window and fill up the drain trough inside the window. I didn't do enough preventative maintenance, not really understanding RV windows to know to clean those out and make sure that any debris that gets in them gets cleaned out or else it will fill that trough, overflow into the inside of the camper. And it all but destroyed um, underneath the window where it was at. On the inside and in the bedroom. Mm, yep. Yeah, definitely. Never really knew why it was doing that because it didn't want to do it when we were out at the campground because we had the (laughs) awning out and it would rain down the awning it was when it was in storage or sitting with the awning Mm -hmm. up it created a little hump there that it was able to just flow right there and really soak that window Mm -hmm. um so that does it for that uh sunny brook did get it sealed up before we got rid of it thankfully and let the new owners know about that it was rather frustrating though Mm Uh, from there, we actually ended up with our 2018 Wildwood Heritage Glen 302FK. Mm-hmm. Beautiful camper. One of the first trips out, we had noticed that the right front cabinetry in our kitchen was wet. We had a cabinet there that we'd stored some products in and some uh, water as well. We thought that maybe one of the water bottles... Right dripped out or got on things no big deal it couldn't possibly be a brand new rv leaking nope couldn't be no that's just out of the out of the question in our minds at the time Mm. so we cleaned it all up looked at it later 
it was wet again. Yeah. So took it back, had the dealership look at it. They had found that where the awning was on the outside of the camper, there was a little area where the caulking had broken loose a little bit. Sealed that up. Never had an issue with that area again. Mm-hmm. Um, Love that camper for the rest of the year. No issues. <laughs> for the rest of the year. For the rest of the year. <laughs> the following year, we were looking at making some modifications. We wanted to add a washer-dryer combo or something to make it to where we could stay out a little bit longer, not have to come in or do laundry at mm-hmm. a uh, laundry mat. Mm-hmm. In doing so, I went up to the camper, got it opened up in about February. Mm-hmm. And when I walked in to start taking some measurements, it looked like there was water on top of a dresser. It wasn't water. Like, I guess technically it is. It was actually frozen water. <laughs> uh, so that was a little concerning to me. I started doing mm-hmm. a little more inspection, found out that it was also in the closet itself. And water had been coming down throughout the whole winter. Uh Talked to the dealership. It was still under warranty, of course. They looked at it. Um, We had bought this camper specifically to keep our son safe and Mm -hmm. our concerns with mold and everything um, from the old camper, buying a brand new one to eliminate all those. It was really disheartening to find out that this camper leaked. Very frustrating. At the same time, understanding the manufacturing process a lot better now and talking with the different dealerships and the service departments this isn't something that's uncommon you need to inspect your roofs um, even on a brand new camper it does not Mm -hmm. matter that it's brand new in your mind you think everything is perfect but that is not the case for sure Uh, so with that we did get the rear fixed Um, no future issue with it we did end up selling it, though. Actually, I can't say selling it. We, we traded, traded it in, in on our, mm-hmm. our 2017. Our perfect camper. <laughs> and it was beautiful. Now, there mm-hmm. were a couple of little things with that camper before we picked it up around some of the seals where that same lap joint caulking mm-hmm. that goes for the skylights and so forth was starting to blister in a couple areas and wanted them to go ahead and reseal those just so we knew we wouldn't have an issue. Right. Um, that camper hasn't had any issues with water leaks that Knock I know of. <laughs> It is time for TNT. On today's episode of TNT, our first tip is if you've had any problems with your RV, the best place to start is to search if there is a recall for your rig. Check out the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration website at nhtsa.gov backslash recalls and simply enter the VIN number from your RV. And tip number two, check into your insurance policy and or warranty to make sure that they cover water damage. If not, consider purchasing additional insurance coverage for water damage. Just for clarification, if you have a water leak from lack of maintenance, that is not something typically covered by your insurance. Also, if you bought a new RV, keep in mind that your warranty coverage is usually only good for one year unless you've bought an extended warranty. Making sure you get items resolved quickly is very important. We told you about our motorhome we purchased last year. Purchasing a used RV comes with many (laughs) issues, as we have learned. Mm -hmm. We have had our fair share of water leaks from small to outright major water Mm -hmm. damage. This motorhome was no exception. 
We knew that there was some water damage in the front cab. Most of the Class C motorhomes have this issue. However, it wasn't until we got it home and were really able to inspect it that we found out how bad the water wa- water damage actually was. Mm-hmm. We had hoped this would be a just a small renovation remodeling project, but due to the damage, this turned out to be a complete renovation mm-hmm. of the upper cab area down to the bare studs. This just goes to show you whether you purchase a brand new horror RV or used one, you will have water leaks. Absolutely. I, I think Unfortunately, the, I it think happens. The old saying is there's only two kinds of RVs, mm-hmm. those that have leaked and those that will. This week's Sully fact is that the average RV roof will last 20 years before it needs to be completely replaced or repaired. However, you can expect to have some leaks after about 10 years, sometimes even five or less, like we said with the brand new RV, um, if the RV roof hasn't been properly maintained or if there's a manufacturer's defect. This week's solely current event is related to last week's current event. Last week we told you that RV sales have had a large increase in 2020. That's no surprise with the pandemic. People are really wanting to find a safe way to get out, and for some, an RV is just that. So it's also no surprise that with the large demand for RVs, there is now a national shortage of RVs. Dealerships are struggling to keep RVs on the lot. Are they really struggling, though? I'm sure they're thrilled with all of the sales. Normally, a recession would cause RV sales to drop, but in this case, the pandemic has actually helped RVs to soar. So, what are signs that your RV has water leaks? Here are five signs of an RV leak to watch out for. You can have staining around your window frames, the roof edges on the inside of your camper. A spongy floor is always Mm -hmm. a good indication at that Mm -hmm. time. You probably had a leak for quite some time, though. Mm -hmm. Dampness in your carpeted areas, wrinkling or blistering around your wallpaper from the Luon expanding. Yeah. Uh, if you look, you'll have some outer wall delamination that is on the fiberglass RVs where you see the bubbling down the side where it starts getting wavy. That means that that Luon wood, if it has Luon, is separating and cre- creating bubbles. If you have rust coming out from the actual side trim that's of your... That's a good sign. Yeah, well, it, and it, that's the whole thing, though. It's water can get in the outside of those troughs. That's not a bad deal. But when you see it coming on the back side of it where the actual sealant is in there, that means water's getting to the inside of that screw and rusting down. Yeah. So definitely want to pay attention to those little things and may prevent you from some serious costs down the road. Absolutely. Life and soul of the party. We are going to start off this week's life and soul of the party by answering the questions that we asked you last week. Question number one was, what is the number one selling type of RV? The answer to that is a fifth wheel. Mm -hmm. The second question we asked you, when was the first RV made and where was it made? Mm -hmm. The very first RV ever made was the Pierce Arrow Touring Landau 
It was displayed at the 1910 Madison Square Gardens. It was built at Buffalo, New York, and it mm-hmm. once again was called the Pierce Arrow Touring Landau. Yeah, now, <laughs> if you look at the actual history books, there is a long uh, history of right. RVs and campers. This is by historians, mm-hmm. basically the conventional RV is what they call the first one. Mm-hmm. Now for this week's Life and Soul of the Party question. It is going to be about RV roof repairs at a dealership. And it is, what is the typical wait time for an RV to be repaired at an RV dealership in 2020? Leave your answer in the comments below. and We'll get to that answer in our next episode. Here are six suggestions to avoid damaging a roof that could cause a water leak. When choosing a campsite, avoid overhanging trees, signs, anything that you can see that could potentially scrape or cut into the roof. I laugh at that because it just takes me right back to dad backing into the tree with the limbs hanging down. Yeah. It wasn't funny, but it is now. Yeah. (laughs) You would be amazed at some of these campsites that you go to. They were not designed or designed with the forethought that there were going to be travel trailers as large and slide outs as plentiful as what there is now. Mm-hmm. So they've had to do a lot of trimming of these trees in the, I don't know if it's the forest agencies or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. they let them grow out of hand some of the time mm-hmm. in some of these parks. We've, they we've actually had to wild. cut some down ourselves. You guys have, not me. Well, we, we, we technically never cut any tree down. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> that's, nope, that didn't happen. Something happened to those trees. Just after a limb that was hanging is what I was referring to. Oh, okay. It was dead already. Uh, you want to clear any debris that is on your roof. Mm-hmm. That will prevent it from basically decomposing or all the chemicals and everything that are released from it when it's you know gets wet and so forth. Help it and protect the roof and keep it going for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I I like this next one coming up because it reminds me a little bit of you. While driving, try to avoid side streets that have a lot of trees that overhang and can damage your roof. Your main roads are great to travel with RVs. Your side roads, (laughs) they don't necessarily trim those up as well as they will a major thoroughfare. You can get some pretty low-hanging tree limbs. in our neighborhood. Yeah, Mm -hmm. scratch it up pretty good. Yeah. Next, while walking on the roof of your RV, Mm. keep in mind that you generally have braces every 16 inches apart, try to displace your weight in those areas. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people will get up on a roof and they just walk all over it and not thinking that it's all RV roofs aren't meant to carry the load of say a 200 and you know, 40, 250 pound person, let alone people getting up there and just jumping in between. You can damage your roof by Mm -hmm. just walking on it if you're not careful and cognizant of where your placement is and what you're doing, right. especially if you get something as, you know, you wouldn't think of your knee as that sharp, but you get it right in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you can actually damage that roof pretty well with the uh, unintended uh, looking at it if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. Number five, maintenance and inspecting your RV roof and just cleaning it is the best way to avoid having damage done due to weather conditions, Mm -hmm. washing it off will keep all the dirt, everything off of it. We'll make sure you don't have anything sharp that can damage it. Just overall good maintenance is Mm -hmm. a great way of preventing anything in the future from happening. 
Mm-hmm. Purchasing a properly fitted RV cover that is suited for your type of weather conditions is an excellent way to prolong the life of your roof. UV rays will damage your RV. It will damage the outer clear coat. It will damage the roof. It will damage your covers, your skylights, oxidize. Getting a properly fitted cover, and when I say properly fitted cover, throwing a tarp up there, strapping it down, cinching it down, you can actually damage it doing that and wear paint off because that camper still expands and contracts. So having proper placement of a cover in areas is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one on our travel yes. trailer right now. It, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how it looks uh, this coming spring when we're able to get out again. I love the fit of that. That's an ADCO? That's an ADCO, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll put the link to that below. I love the way it fit it. It looks very good. We've had good reviews of those, so yeah, yeah. definitely. We'll put nice, the links for those. Very nice accessibility. It has mm-hmm. zippers so you can still get into the unit. Right when it's in storage that way you're not Mm -hmm. locked out of it completely i know that's a concern that i had is i didn't want to to take a cover off just to get in especially beans we have a wheelchair ramp Mm -hmm. that folds down on that side if you cover it up you can't get in because it has to fold down and get out of the doorway so it was nice that we had that accessibility with the new designs and it opening up on that side right next we are going to move on to removing Ugly stains on a fabric RV ceiling. A what? A fabric RV ceiling? Yeah. Didn't really know this was a thing until we got our uh, Gulfstream motorhome. Right. Um, As we've said, we had a lot of issues with the roof leaking on this. One of the things that you will find on every RV is your camper between the spring, summer, uh, colder months, it's going to condensate inside. Mm-hmm. That condensation gets into things on this camper, on the edges. That's what we thought was going on was just a lot of condensation because it kind of had a water ring around the whole edge of it. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. It was a water leak from the roof that they had patched up and sealed up. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't realize as much as um, I should have when I bought it was it was all sealed back up again. So they, they knew what they were doing there. Whoever had repaired it was covering it up and trying to That's seal it down. Word, repaired. Yeah. It's, <laughs> they, okay. They, they attempted to repair. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we got that uh, roof replaced in that front cab, you walk inside, it's kind of a shame to still see that water damage done to the roof. Now on that roof, it did not separate the Luan and actually have the roof coming down. It was just water stains from that wood covering that actually soaked through and stained into the fabric of the ceiling. We had looked up and trying to find out what might possibly work for this. We found a product called Unique Complete. Mm-hmm. This actually soaks into the fabric, supposed to kill the stain, and it actually sanitizes as well. Mm-hmm. I went, yep, I went mm-hmm. through the whole camper and used this on all the areas that were affected. And it was bad. They yeah, were the, very dark stains. Oh, the the bathroom was horrible. I right. I was honestly worried that uh, we were going to have major issues in that bathroom. Mm-hmm. After using that, it looked better. Um, Angie definitely wasn't happy with it still. <laughs> um, she wanted it to look well, which I, I get. We'd put a lot mm-hmm. of effort into it at right. this time just to know that we were going to have 
everything else working and still have what she would consider ugly stains in the mm-hmm. roof. So mm-hmm. we also picked up OxyClean White Revive. Mm-hmm. With that OxyClean, able to put it in a spray bottle, had a Hoover, ste- or a, not a steam clean, but a Hoover power scrub, power scrub upholstery mm-hmm. cleaning machine. Mm-hmm. With that, I was able to actually water it down with the spray bottle, the little uh, adjuster on the, a cleaner wouldn't get it into the corners well enough. So a spray bottle really helped in areas. I was also able to saturate it a little bit more uh, dedicated areas where I needed to. Mm -hmm. With that, use that uh, upholstery cleaner, pulled it out, pulled it from the stain going back to the edge of the wall. It actually turned out quite impressive. There was a lot of areas where you just can't see anything anymore. Most of the The, areas. I mean, the the bathroom, if you looked for it, I could see it. Most people would never notice it was there. I don't even notice it. Yep, and it, yeah. and it was pretty nasty looking. But mm-hmm. then again, it, it was just uh, the wood stain coming out and going into it. Thankfully, we didn't have any mold um, mm-hmm. issues with that. And mm-hmm. we're able to go ahead and just get it cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And if you are interested in those products, we are going to put those links in the episode description. Yep. So check those out. Time for the soul goal. The soul goal is where we discuss how to make your travel goals and where to go, including stories of our own travels. This week, we're going to share a little bit about our travels from a very memorable trip that was supposed to take one hour to get to our destination, but ended up taking six and a half hours. Remind you of anything like a three-hour tour? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was actually our second trip out with our recently renovated motorhome. And it started off very rough. We had plans to leave on a Friday night, visit three of the different uh, Kansas State parks, Eisenhower, Pomona, and Clinton, if you're familiar with our area. However, life happens. (laughs) If you follow us on the Soul RV blog, you know that I don't travel well. I have anxiety while riding in vehicles. I tend to have Mark make frequent stops on our journeys in order for me just to kind of settle down a little bit. This trip was no exception. However, when we pulled over, I noticed that one of the tires was low on the motorhome. We were able to get air in the tire at a small RV park we had just passed called Homewood RV Park. I had actually been searching for different um, RV parks and and resorts around our area um, that were going to be in the direction we were heading. And I had had seen that one listed on uh, one of the apps, but it was really kind of cool to just know that that was close by so we knew we could go find some help if we needed it. I was a little surprised that they were accommodating like they were. Mm -hmm. They had stopped uh, whatever they were doing at the time, had to open up a shed or a barn that they had behind their main station, get Mm -hmm. a compressor going, pull the hose out, and let me fill up a tire when they weren't getting anything out of this because they they were full. They didn't need us to stay. I mean, we, we actually thought about staying there and they didn't have any re- right we asked. reservations available so yeah <laughs> sure. it was really nice of them to take the time and do that right. so, a so good shout out to them exactly if you're if you're in our area um make sure you you hit up homewood rv park uh well we tried different places we actually tried three different places before we ended up finding walmart, <laughs> walmart <laughs> we, of all places right right we got it fixed there but it took many hours to complete it because they were just crazy busy We did manage to get it fixed, and we were so exhausted that we just decided to go to the closest state park um, and stay there at Pomona. 
state park in Kansas here. But then my second issue of anxiety came about with um, crazy bad weather. Like the worst hailstorm I have ever been in, I think. Maybe exaggerating, but I don't think so. For anyone that has a family member or a spouse with anxiety, (laughs) just remember, it is real. It is. Um, This storm, we knew it was coming. Actually, I'd uh, talked to a friend that lived locally by, so if anything happened, we would be able to get Aiden and take him to an actual house to get into a basement. But we didn't anticipate a hailstorm lasting for about 30 minutes or so. It was just little pea-sized hail, but inside of a camper mm. that has roof vents that are just basically small plastic vents Mm -hmm. and windows that are single pane every time that hail hits those it sounds like it's going to come through in this camper there's four different vents to do that as well as a fiberglass outer skin and it just was pounding down Mm -hmm. the wind was actually a little bit howling at the time Mm -hmm. This storm was pretty miserable. We had it lasted very, so long too. Yeah, and our, our cell service wasn't great at the time, no. so it did last a long time. And this, I think, this was this was the actual trip that made me realize that for the first time, I didn't really think about in a motorhome. You don't have another vehicle with you unless you're towing one, and we weren't at the time. And it really made me realize we had to come up with some plans for safety um, to make sure that, that we could get somewhere if we needed to, if there there happened to be a, a real bad storm. Yeah. If you're in a motorhome, if you have your jacks down and everything stabilized mm-hmm. and things set up, it it is going to take some prevention and forethought if a storm's coming to right. get things loaded up and to get out of there. It uh, isn't going to be as simple as just hopping in a vehicle and outrunning a storm at the time if mm-hmm. you have a we travel actually, trailer or spare oh, vehicle. Right. We actually met a man there that was, um, he told us he, he's a teacher in our area, which we were, you know, like we said, about an hour and a half away from home. And he volunteered that if we had concerns about the weather, that he would come by and pick us up and, and take us to shelter because he knew how freaked out basically I was about that. So, you know, those people at, at Pomona Lake, there's there's some good people there too. Yeah, that's something to really keep in mind that the camping community is a really good community. Mm-hmm. These guys will look out for each other. Now, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there that complain about the newbies and mm-hmm. the especially the older- this year. Yeah, the, the they're talking about, oh, how the millennials are so bad. I mean, it really isn't that they're so bad. No. We're all learning new right. ways to do things. And, you know, it's even the camp hosts that have been doing this for years and years, they're known as the grouchy ones. <laughs> you know, it, it, it mm-hmm. it's just part so, of camping. You just have to get to know that community and right. be accepting of everyone in the community. And it works out well right. for you. For the most part, they're, they're all good people. Now, getting through that storm... We look back on it and we can laugh a little bit, but a little bit of prevention and knowing what it sounds like inside of a camper is good. Do a little checking. Um, One thing that we get a lot on the blog is people saying that they're in a storm and they don't know what to do. Right. Um, The camper's blowing. It's this, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's something, especially in our uh, 
travel trailer, if we were in that same storm, it would have been, wouldn't have been nearly as bad because we actually have stands jacks that go under each slide out to help support it. So there isn't near as much rocking Mm -hmm. and moving around as a, our motor home. And we have a lot of information coming up on that in um, early spring that we're going to tell you all about because we have so many examples to share with you all on, on scary things that have happened during severe weather, especially in the Midwest. People, people that Mm. don't know can't plan for a scenario. So that's why we want to give you a little bit of input. And we've had plenty of scenarios. Trust me. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, when we were on the same trip, like Mark said, our, our internet was very spotty and we were going through some, some pretty rough times at that time. Um, just life was happening and happening crazy. And it, it did, it gave us a lot of time to, to reflect on life. And that, that's what RV camping is all about. It's truly about getting away and just having time to breathe. And after that trip, we had a lot of breathing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Food for the soul. On this week's segment of Food for the Soul, we have a super simple recipe for RV camping or at home. I'm sure you've heard of walking tacos. Well, this makes those even easier and is a great recipe for those cold winter months. This week's Food for the Soul is what we call a sitting taco. It is a lazy form of the walking taco. And that's (laughs) mine too. Absolutely. Uh, So your ingredients that you'll need is one pound of ground beef, one onion chopped, three ounces of cream cheese, one bag of Frito corn chips, two packages of what we use McCormick original taco seasoning mix, one cup of water, two cups of shredded cheese, you can use Mexican or taco style, two and a half cups of shredded lettuce, one cup of fresh or canned chopped tomatoes, two cups of Pace mild chunky salsa, one cup of sour cream and foil to cover it. All you do is simply preheat your oven to 375, and in a skillet, you cook up the ground beef and onions together, then drain it. Then you add the taco seasoning mix and the water and cook. Stir in the cream cheese. I like to microwave it and melt it a little bit before uh, it speeds up the process. Then you pour all of that into an oven-safe baking dish, and then add the Fritos on top. Don't mix those in. Finally, top all of that with shredded cheese and cover the dish with foil. Bake in your oven for about 10 to 15 minutes, and after baking it, you top it off with shredded cheese, lettuce, tomato, sour cream, salsa, and more chips if you would like. If you would like a copy of the Sitting Taco Recipe, head over to solarv.com and click on SolarV Podcast, then click on Show Notes. This is Episode 3, and that is also under Food for the Soul on our blog as well. That is it for today's episode of the Soul RV Podcast. We hope that we have answered a few of your questions on how to avoid RV roof damage and RV leaks. Coming up on next week on the Soul RV Podcast, it is our Christmas special mm-hmm. featuring a few of our favorite things mm-hmm. for the RV. Absolutely. That's going to be so much fun. So make sure you check that out. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. And as always, Soul RV encourages you to safely get out and live and explore the world around you. If you enjoy what you hear today, please check out our blog at solarv.com and follow us on social media and be sure to hit that subscribe button.